Talk about kicking a guy when he's down. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we read the entire Bible in a year. I hope you're well today. It's good to see you. Our reading today is Job 7 and 8. After that, we'll have some comments, then we'll do our In This Day in Church History segment, and then we'll have a short time of prayer. Let's get started. Job chapter 7. Job continues. Human life is like forced army service, like a life of hard manual labor, like a slave longing for cool shade, like a worker waiting to be paid. Month after month I have nothing to live for. Night after night brings me grief. When I lie down to sleep, the hours drag. I toss all night and long for dawn. My body is full of worms. It is covered with scabs. Pus runs out of my sores. My days pass by without hope, pass faster than a weaver's shuttle. Remember, O God, my life is only a breath. My happiness has already ended. You see me now, but never again. If you look for me, I'll be gone. Like a cloud that fades and is gone, we humans die and never return. We are forgotten by all who knew us. No. I can't be quiet. I am angry and bitter. I have to speak. Why do you keep me under guard? Do you think I am a sea monster? I lie down and try to rest. I look for relief from my pain. But you, you terrify me with dreams. You send me visions and nightmares until I would rather be strangled than live in this miserable body. I give up. I'm tired of living. Leave me alone. My life makes no sense. Why are people so important to you? Why pay attention to what they do? You inspect them every morning and test them every minute. Won't you look away long enough for me to swallow my spit? Are you harmed by my sin, you jailer? Why use me for your target practice? Am I so great a burden to you? Can't you ever forgive my sin? Can't you pardon the wrong I do? Soon I'll be in my grave and I'll be gone when you look for me. Job chapter 8, the first speech of Bildad. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, Job, how long will you talk like that? Your words don't have any meaning. Does God ever treat people unfairly? Does the Mighty One make what is wrong appear to be right? Your children sinned against Him, so He punished them for their sin. But look to God. Make your appeal to the Mighty One. Be pure and honest, and He will rise up and help you now. He'll return you to the place where you belong. In the past, things went well with you, but in days to come, things will get even better. Find out what your people who lived long ago taught. Discover what those who lived before them learned. After all, we were born only yesterday, so we don't know anything. Our days on this earth are like a shadow that disappears. Won't your people of long ago teach you and tell you? Won't the things they said help you understand? Can grass grow tall where there isn't any swamp? Can plants grow well where there isn't any water? While they are still growing and haven't been cut, they dry up faster than grass does. The same thing happens to everyone who forgets God. The hope of ungodly people dies out. What they trust in is very weak. What they depend on is like a spider's web. A person leans on it, but it falls apart. He holds on to it, but it gives way. 
He is like a plant in the sunshine that receives plenty of water. It spreads its new growth all over the garden. It wraps its roots around a pile of rocks. It tries to find places to grow among the stones. But when a plant is pulled up from its spot, that place says, I never saw you. The life of that plant is sure to dry up. But from the same soil, other plants will grow. I'm sure God doesn't turn His back on anyone who is honest, and He doesn't help those who do what is evil. He will fill your mouth with laughter. Shouts of joy will come from your lips. Your enemies will put on shame as if it were clothes. The tents of sinful people will be gone. Let's talk a little bit about Job chapter 8. My goodness gracious, what a terrible way to begin when your friend is sitting there covered in ashes with sores all over his body, having lost everything but his wife and his life. Talk about kicking a guy when he's down. I'm wondering if there was some sort of jealousy going on with these three so-called friends. Job had been the richest guy around with a wonderful family and an all-around good life. Maybe these guys were jealous of Job. And now that it's all gone, maybe they're feeling a bit smug. Maybe they're thinking, I knew it was too good to be true. I knew Job just lucked into that life. And now God is evening the score. Job thought he was so good. Ha! And how does it feel to be down in the pits now, Job? Huh? So this guy, Bildad, now says, Your children sinned against God, so he punished them. Okay. You know, you can say what you want about me, but if you attack or accuse my kids, I'm coming after you, especially when they're sick. A few years ago, my 21-year-old middle son, Stephen, came down with a really bad case of ulcerative colitis. He had never had a history of it, but it was so bad that the gastroenterologist that first saw Stephen said that it was the worst case he had ever seen. For those of you that have heard this story, don't worry, I'm not going to tell the whole ordeal right now. Stick around. Long story short, not long after having been diagnosed, Stephen suffered a perforated colon. The ulcerative colitis had gotten so bad that the contents of his colon began leaking into his abdomen. He woke us up at about 2 o'clock in the morning in extreme pain. He'd been sick for a couple of weeks at this point, and by now he'd already lost about 30 or so pounds, and he was extremely weak. So when he woke us up in such bad pain, we rushed him to the hospital, and within an hour or two, he was in an operating room having his colon removed. The infection in his abdomen was so bad that he ended up being on round-the-clock IVs of four different high-powered antibiotics for something like seven months. It took nearly 10 months for him to get back to work. That first night in the waiting room while Stephen was being operated on, Leanne and I cried out to God, asking him to spare our son. We had no idea what the outcome would be, but we knew that Stephen's life was in God's hands. Friends and family came to be with us as we waited. And believe me when I say that if one of them had said what Bildad said to Job, that would have been the last words ever between us. They would have been out of our lives. Of course, Stephen was not perfect. He's not perfect now. But to accuse him of suffering some kind of punishment from God because of some moral failing would have been just beyond the pale. Thankfully, we have a wonderfully loving and supportive family, and that sort of thing didn't happen. And all through the ordeal with our boy, they were supportive in a thousand different ways, as was our astounding church family. They were truly what the New Testament church is supposed to be. And we are now grateful to God that he's restored Stephen's health. 
He's back to work in living life as the husband of a good wife. Yes, God heard our prayers and spared Stephen. But I'm very aware that not every situation has the same outcome. When I was 16, I had a 16-year-old girlfriend who was diagnosed with cancer. And exactly one month after her diagnosis, she was gone. She was very well known, and there were thousands of people praying for her, including her extremely devoted and doting parents. But for some reason, God did not choose to heal her. Does that mean that God was not good in that situation? No, of course not. God doesn't change. God is always good. God is love. But His plans are seldom revealed to us. Like Job did on that day that he lost everything, the appropriate response is to still praise Him. Well, what do you think? Have you suffered a great loss? What did that do to your relationship with God? Did it cause you to doubt God? Did you question Him? Did you ask, why me? In my case, with my girlfriend who died, I was convinced for years that prayer is hopeless, useless, a waste of time. It was many years before God and I got back onto speaking terms. I didn't turn my back on Him, but I just didn't think He cared. Well, He's taught me differently in the ensuing years. I was a new Christian at the time, and I just wasn't prepared for it. But God knew, and He carried me through. He didn't give up on me, even when I gave up on Him. And that's our God. He has patience with us. He can take it when we get mad. He can take it even when we doubt. And in His perfect, loving way, He brings us back to a point of faith. What do you think? Send me your comments at comment.lifespringmedia.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And with your permission, I'll share your comments with the family on the show. comment.lifespringmedia.com Our reading tomorrow is Isaiah 18-22. Boost! This day in church history, September 23, 1642. Harvard College holds its first commitment exercises, conferring degrees on nine graduates. Founded in 1636 as Cambridge College, the school was renamed in 1638 in honor of the Reverend John Harvard, English clergyman and benefactor. And on this date, September 23, 1747, two weeks before dying from tuberculosis, colonial missionary to the American Indians David Brainerd writes in his journal, felt uncommonly peaceful. It seemed as if I had now done all my work in this world and stood ready for my call to a better. As long as I see anything to be done for God, life is worth having. But oh, how vain and unworthy it is to live for any lower end. Amen, David. Amen. Prayer Requests my mother-in-law has been moved from the hospital to a care facility in town after falling yesterday and fracturing her pelvis. Please continue to pray for her and for the family who now needs to make decisions concerning her long-term care. And alas, I was awoken last night by, yes, another headache. On top of that, I was having one of my infrequent spells of atrial fibrillation. Now, don't worry too much about that. My cardiologist is not concerned about these as long as they remain infrequent. The worst part of having these is they make me as weak as a newborn baby, so all the plans I had for today went right out the window. As far as the headache is concerned, I took some meds that a doctor gave me several years ago that finally allowed me to get back to sleep, and the AFib finally subsided today at about noon. 
I'm feeling fine now. Well, let's go to God in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, You are good and You are holy. Everything You do is perfect. You hold us in Your righteous right hand, and You are always watching over us. Nothing comes into our lives that You do not allow. You have a plan for each of us, and it is always good. Be with Noni, my mother-in-law, Lord. Comfort her and relieve her pain. I ask in Jesus' name that you bring healing to her body. And thank you for the doctors that you use to minister to our bodies. Thank you that the AFib is gone for now. I ask God that you strengthen me so that I can get back to the work you've called me to do. I ask also, Lord, that you meet all the needs of the Lifespring family. Thank you for those that you've called to be here. Bless them and keep them in your loving embrace. Help us to walk with you closer each day as we seek to know you better. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, when you send your prayer requests in, I will pray for you in my daily private prayer time, and I'll pray for you on the show so that we can all agree together as we take our requests to God. If you enjoy this show, share it with somebody that you know. Tell them about it. Comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Also, I sent the uh, email out to the list today. If you're not on the list, go to news.lifespringmedia.com and sign up. If you've signed up on the list and you haven't seen it, be sure to check your spam folder. And if it was in there, pull it out of there, read it, and then be sure you whitelist the email address from which it comes. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. It was good spending time with you today. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.